love is amazing Oh But it's also bullshit And it might also get you murdered Welcome to another episode of Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit And it also might get you murdered I'm Aaron Black With me as always is uh, Nicholas Control Flip fr- <laughs> Control Freak Luna. Hey, what's up, guys? And uh, we got a special announcement to make. So um, we decided that uh, we're going to uh, put another addition to the show. Uh, Another little spice in the gumbo. Sure. Um, Yeah, so uh, you've heard on the last two episodes, and by popular demand, people have just been flooding our emails saying, bring her on permanently, and finally I said, okay, uh, Osa, say hello. Hi, hello, hello, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be a new part of the show. Yeah, yeah, no, this is going to be good. I feel like we have our own little gang going you yeah, know yeah yeah yeah, we, yeah. We, you can't have a two-person gang but no well you know there's three of us yeah like I, I like i was thinking about like um i was thinking about like what if me and nick just did it and then i would be like that would be awful because it would just be me and him like we would get through the first half okay mm-hmm. but then eventually we would just end up you know fighting the whole time about whatever we wanted to fight about 100 percent. so essentially you're bringing me on as a moderator 100 percent. yeah also to to bring some solid feminine energy to this bro fest ladies yes we 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 need a lubricant if you will right you're (laughs) you're the mayonnaise in in between the i'm the ham and you know uh next to cheese i'm the lubricant you're the lubricant and and, and you're the the bread fest yeah Wait, so Aaron's the bread. You know, I didn't mean to get into this metaphor as much as we are right now. I mean, if you think about it, like, there's really four pieces of this metaphor, and there's only three of us. So, let's talk about... I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, Osa, so happy to have you here. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, Osa likes bees. Um, and that's mm-hmm. basically the only thing I know about her. Like she, ref- she refuses to tell me anything else. <laughs> um, but don't worry if we're, we're not going to stop having guests on if they want to come on the show. So, uh, you know, John Mulaney, if you're like a secret fan of this show. If you're a love head. And you've been like too, um, you know, embarrassed to like <laughs> contact us. Don't worry. You could still be on. Okay. So, uh, let's get into the case. Oh, yeah. So, um, this is nuts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So, let's start at March 22nd, 2018. The Dunn County Sheriff's Office, which is in Wisconsin, gets a 911 call from a local Wisconsin dairy farmer named Don Sipley. Sipley. Which sounds like somebody (laughs) that would be a Wisconsin dairy farmer. Sipley. I bet his friends called him, like, Slippery. Slippery Sipley. Probably, like, maybe <laughs> 60 years ago when he was 20. But, um, so anyway, basically, a young woman, around 20 years old, shows up at his door. She is bloody. She's, uh, she's got her, um, clothes torn in different places. She needs a doctor. 
right? So just it's a it's a bad scene. It's no bueno. Yeah, one hundred percent. She seemed to have been violently attacked, and uh, she couldn't remember her name. She was scared. There was blood around her mouth. There was mud around her knees. Um, and this is interesting. She had boy carved into her left arm. Not hmm. very well done either. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's um. How you know, well can one carve something into an arm? I I'd say like better than that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I I personally have nothing, no personal experience carving shit into my body. But Nick, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. 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 Also, what about you? No. Okay. I don't really believe that Nick does either. No, I do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is like a podcast slash relationship therapy. We're yeah. getting to know yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what you guys find out about each other by this show. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it should be fun. All right, so um, law, law enforcement arrives, and uh, they discover that the girl in question is named Ezra McCandless. McCandless? McCandless, yes. McCandleless. M C C A N D L E S S. And we'll we'll talk about that name in a second. Okay. Um and uh she seemed very disoriented. She kept on talking about this guy named Jason Mangle. Mangle Mangle. Yeah. Who um turned out was her boyfriend, also a medic in the Army Reserved uh, and- Reserve. And, you know, that guy can rock, like, a vest with a tie. Oh, 100%. Best of them. Yeah. Like, he, he should be, like, he's definitely should be on, like, Kickstarter promoting something. <laughs> yeah, know? like, pretty much all of the people involved in this story look like the type of people that they make fun of on Portlandia. 100%. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. like, it's, it's too bad that, like, this didn't happen later because they would have been too busy protesting to murder each other. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. So, yeah, it, 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 very hip people. Yeah, like uh, uh, Ezra, the lady, like she, like low key, kind of looks like that rapper uh, Cray Sean, a little bit. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cray Sean's a rapper. That. Cool. I, I I have no. I mean, your hip hop knowledge is just, <laughs> you know feet and arms above where we are but <laughs> mm-hmm. that's not a yeah. saying is it feet and arms maybe asses to elbows it is now. yeah what the fuck am i saying <laughs> anyway <laughs> so it turned out that um feet and arms, feet and arms uh feet head and shoulders is uh, that what I'm tr- yeah head and shoulders might work we should just stop talking <laughs> about this all right so anyway turned out that ezra and jason uh, were a couple. They met in the summer 2017. Summer of love. Yes. Um, he was 33. She was 19. So... There's a gap. Damn. Yucko. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's like, on the one hand, it's like, good for him? But on the other hand, it's like, whoa. But who no, knows? What did you expect? Yeah, it's like, you know, people are like, you know, love knows no age. And you're like, what are you talking about? Of course it does. Yeah. It's you know? like Woody Allen, like, sit this one out. Yeah. But 19 isn't 13 or 14. 
It's true, and it's not true. your stepdaughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many things that make this better than the Woody Allen situation. Um, but, um, so, anyway. Um, so, she she's disoriented. She doesn't know what happened. Um, uh, the investigation continues, and she starts to remember that she was attacked on a muddy road by a man named Alexander Woodworth, who happened to be her ex-lover. Uh, it, you know, they, it's, they made it seem like they were, like, hooking up on the side, and then, like, uh, you know, Vest Tie Daddy was, like, cool with it. Yeah, kind of. Not, well, yeah, okay. that whole situation seemed a little bit weird, because... Vest tie daddy, as we're calling him, seemed like he kind of hooked the two of them up. Yeah, he did. He like yeah. encouraged their friendship. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, well, dude, what did you expect? Of course they're gonna like end yeah. up together. Yeah, go to the uh, say bone zone. Yeah. Bone zone. Yeah. yeah, you know nothing. Yeah, yeah. She, she was like, you know, they were both like nothing turns me on more more than Kierkegaard. <laughs> you know, get, you know, nothing makes me more hard than talking about fear and loathing and like Abraham and Isaac and how that whole thing came. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I just want to fuck you while reading um, Heidegger. All right. Anyway, um, uh, philosophy major. So anyway, um, philosophy major, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, let's make a song. All right. Philosophy major. Philosophy, philosophy, philosophy major. Philosophy major. Okay, and we're done. All right. Um. Anyway, so law enforcement is now on a mission to find Alex. So, why don't we backtrack a little bit and talk a little bit about Ezra's story? Mm, yeah. This is complicated sort of it's it's pretty nutty so ezra um you know on the outset by the way if you type in dirt fiend you could check out her instagram which is still live and you could get 100 percent of what this girl is about like every other person on social media is exactly like her you know social energetic artsy um kind of hipster granola I type. mean, she totally looks like a girl that I would have dated at some point. Oh, 100%. She, <laughs> she is a girl you dated. You didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, we're talking about, like, we're, you know, she, she knits her own shit. You know, she has a nose like, piercing. Knits her own condoms? <laughs> I want I want Possibly, but um, I doubt... I don't know how well those would work. Well, they wouldn't work at all. Well, <laughs> Sounds a little yeah. scratchy. I don't know. 100%. Well, if you use nice wool that's, like, nice and soft. Uh, wow. Fuck that. I'm not putting that on my dick. Like, um, <laughs> maybe if you use, like, 100% cotton or something like that. Oh, yeah. I would rather just, like, take 
duct tape and just go to town. <laughs> oh man, there was that thing in like Australia they wouldn't sell uh, condoms to kids under eighteen, so they would use like king size candy bar wrappers as condoms. Whoa. Yeah, Talk that about- also sounds scratchy in a different way. Yeah, it's all of this sounds unpleasant to me. Yeah, it's one of those things where you could only fuck like that if you're like around eighteen. You know, like once you get to a certain right, age, right. you're like, I'll. You know what? I could totally just rather, like, watch Forensic Files. I'm good, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but anyway. Hipster, granola person. She was born... And, 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 what, and what town is this again? Like, I'd never heard of this town, but they made it sound like, you know, it's like, it's a hip, up-and-coming place. Yeah, all... yeah, it's called a, a Eclair. Eclair? Eclair, yeah, we're, yeah, and we're going to talk about it in a second. Um, but she was born Monica K to a mother who was only 14. So not. Oh yeah. Her mom was a total milk. Super too. hot. They yeah. showed her. And well, I, guess, yeah. I guess she was like 20. So that would make her mom only like 34. Yeah. Yeah. And that would actually be the right age for vest tie daddy. Correct. Yeah. I think. Mangle. She, yeah. She, she would have totally showed up in my hinge feed, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> hope, hopefully, uh, maybe I, she will. Well, It'd be I, like, look, I got this crazy daughter, but yeah, they're they're all kind of nuts, you know. <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, um, maybe be a little bit more specific. <laughs> Like, she like, has a nose piercing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so uh she actually changed her name to Ezra McCandless because she was a fan of Into the Wild. And um Did she legally change it? Yeah, uh, I think yeah, so. yeah. I think they yeah. Because that's intense. Yeah, that's a whole process for like yeah. some bullshit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but but I mean it, it just goes to show you how much he believed in that bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's not the bullshit, it's how much you believe in it that really like gives your life oomph, you know, yeah. like purpose. Oh. Yeah. It's not it's not about like, you know, the whatever. Okay, so <laughs> Well just don't fly too close to the sun. Yeah. Somebody should have told her that. What's the What's the guy who did that? He was uh, a Greek Icarus. dude. Oh. And the guy that made his wings was his father, who was Daedalus. His father told him not to fly too close to the sun, or else the wings would fall apart. Damn. We hmm. we we got Nick slash Aristotle Luna over here. <laughs> Nick facts. Nick facts. Good good for you, man. That's that's some cool shit to know offhand. Um. Art history, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the guy who in um, Into the Wild was written by um, uh, John Krakauer. And the dude in it was, his name was Christopher McCandless, but he actually switched his name to Alexander Supertramp. Super yeah. So she 100% fucked up because it wasn't 
Christopher McCandless, she wanted to switch it to. She wanted to switch to Super Tramp because Super Tramp was when he found himself. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So it just goes to show you how much she's full of shit. Maybe she just like read the back of the book and then just kind of went from there, like in her imagination. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> or, or like maybe McCandless to her just sounded better. Also, he ended up, you know, dying of starvation, which is not like a great, like, person to like model your life after yeah yeah like that guy was kind of dumb <laughs> yeah well let's get there's into a, it <laughs> there's a whole debate on this one i mean <laughs> basically you know the thing that killed him were these like little pods with these like i forget what it was called but there was there was a so we were starving to death which is you know if you're in that position you didn't do that great to begin with but there was a thing there was like two different types of seeds one was poisonous and one was totally fine and the only difference was like these veins in the leaf you know mm -hmm. and he ended up eating the thing that looked almost exactly like the thing that would have saved his life i so just feel like if you're if you're gonna go and live out in the wilderness you should know you should be confident in in the difference between these kind of things and you could totally 100 percent make that argument in court you know but you know if you were put in that situation i wouldn't be too like observant on say like veins on leaves he's just like oh a leaf i can eat this yeah, well, well but... it looked like the other thing that was like a good thing to i know eat. all i'm saying is though if you, if you make that choice to go live out in the wilderness you should know you should know you should feel confident yeah. about and, and, about the difference between things that are poisonous and things that are not poisonous even if they're very similar he had a book he had a book he just didn't he just didn't <laughs> read the fine print um all i'm saying is that people like like to talk about this guy like he was a a, a fucking moron and I'm not saying that he didn't make mistakes, but I'm saying he wasn't as stupid as people thought he was. That's that's my argument. Yeah, I mean, I would put him in the same camp as, uh, what's his name? Timothy Treadwell? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, the, uh, the grizzly man. Yeah, Timothy Treadwell was 100% a fucking nutcase. Um, Christopher McCandless, you could, you could say he was like... He was definitely out there, but I think he had his shit more together than uh, uh, Timothy Treadwell did. And I feel like you're like a wilderness dude. I was, yeah. So I, I would trust your opinion on that, I think. Yeah. You know, the th funny thing about Timothy Treadwell is like, the guy was totally insane. And then you look at that documentary and then you find out that he was a failed actor in Los Angeles. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> Okay, now it makes sense. All right, I totally got it. Yeah. I mean, having lived in LA, like, you're like, oh, oh, totally, 100%. Like, there must be, like, a million Timothy Treadwells out there. Wait, that's a that's a guy that got eaten by a bear? Yes. Yeah, okay. him and his girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Spoiler alert. I mean, don't worry about it. <laughs> if, if you don't know that by Sorry, now... my bad. Yeah, it's... it's it's, it's not like someone's going to be like, why did you say that, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, so, so her name's Ezra McCandless now. Um, and, uh, basically she's, uh, she's an artist. She does have some talent that's, 
that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, her art stuff was like kind of cool, like this sort of art, like a twenty-year-old like person would make. Yeah. yeah, a very, very um, outgoing. Ralph Steadman, like the guy who he, drew. I, he, oh yeah, let's talk about that because she painted her car and the hood of her car. I think it was a Ralph Steadman, mm-hmm. like knockoff. Yeah, yeah. knockoff. One hundred percent. Um. So. Uh, at some point, she drops out of college and she ends up in Eau Claire. Eau Claire is definitely not how you pronounce it, Eau but Claire? I think it's Eau Claire. Eau Claire, Eau Claire. yes, oh, like like Eau Claire. Yeah. yeah, Wisconsin, yeah. which sounds to me kind of like a smaller version of like an Austin or Burlington, or something maybe, like that. Huh. Yeah, maybe like a Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, like kind of like free spirit. You know, too many fucking coffee houses. Um, yeah, and they met, they fell in love, apparently. Um, her and Jason Awful uh, often hung out at a place called Racy's Coffee Shop. And because this... she was too young to go into bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. And also because in our heads, this town um, only has coffee shops. <laughs> yeah, probably. And yeah. then, like, the one lone bar owner is like, oh, I'd kill for some business. Yeah, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. couldn't help you. Um, dating a youngster. Sorry. Uh, I'll talk to you in, like, five years. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's one of those things it's, where it's like, it's also like, I mean, how how many people are there to date in Eau Claire, if you think about it? Yeah, like she's in Eau Claire 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, I mean, I'm sure Jason was just like, I got to do something because this isn't working for me anymore. Um, okay, so uh, they end up at hanging out at a play called Racy's Coffee Shop and that's where they met Alexander Woodworth. And Alex was a 23-year-old barista. As most 23-year-olds are. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still a barista if you're a dude making coffee? Yeah, I think yes. so. Okay. Yes, you are. Right. So he's a, a barista. He's also a substitute teacher and um, aspiring philosophy professor. So, um, just talk about a long-winded Tinder profile bio. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and but all jokes aside, Alex seemed like a really nice guy. Real uh, stand-up dude. Yeah, like like he 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 was a devoted big brother. He was a deep thinker. I I see a lot of myself in this kid um, when I was like twenty-three. You know, um, so. Ezra seemed to be going through a lot of emotional things. Um, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Alex was wanted to help her. Like, so apparently Alex is described as somebody who like wants to help people in need. He, he he's very like socially focused on others. Yeah, just very handsy. Very hands-on. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the, the wrong adjective, um, depending on whether you work for the defense or the prosecution. But, um, <laughs> uh, but apparently she's going through a lot of emotional things. 
This uh, this part of the story struck me as very strange. This is the first part where I was like, this is weird. We've got some missing information here. Yeah. Like, they never went into detail about, like, what exactly she was struggling with. Yeah, it, this was 48 hours, and, um, uh, you know, and... And, uh, and that's about how long it took him to make the episode. Exactly. <laughs> 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 they, they, they definitely, like, um, kind of skimmed through a bunch of shit. Um... But what are you going to do? You know, this is... No one's paying me to write this outline. So Ezra and Alex became more than friends. Apparently it began as a secret and then a romantic relationship formed. And then Jason found out and confronted them. But but he was like very pro them hanging out. Yes, this is going back to what we were talking to before. Where he was kind of the one that like encouraged them to be friends in the first place that yeah. that yeah, yeah. that he he wanted to help her and they had all this stuff in common and yeah well you know it's weird it's like um i think like the dating scene right now there's you you hear a lot of people that are like yeah i'm just well, whatever you know and all these people seem to be like kind of open to all these different things but like i personally have never been in a situation like that. And I don't know if I could, like, um, emotionally, like, handle it. You know? Like, I I could probably, like, bullshit. Would be like, oh, yes, cool. I could totally, you know, I'll be fine. I won't totally cry myself to sleep at night. But... Yeah, you saw me personally go through that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Can we? Can I talk about that for a yeah, second? Yeah, sure. Go okay, so oh, you just talked to me about this a whole bunch, and I'm like, whatever man so so okay so uh nick was dating a person i'm not going to use any names but uh she was kind of like what what do you call it like pansexual polyamorous polyamorous. pansexual totally different thing okay all right yeah i i fucking don't know but anyway (laughs) she um also was into bdsm and she was a sub and so uh a submissive. A submissive. So so Nick agrees to this. And then when it happens, uh, Nick was like, and apparently she's, what, getting spanked by some dude in a gimp mask or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, basically. And, and Nick was just like, that guy's a fucking sociopath. Man, he's, he's a psycho killer. I know he is. And I'm like... Nick, you agreed to this all this. This is amazing to this hear. I haven't, I haven't heard this part of the story. Yeah, no, this I is remember great. We, were, is we great. were watching a movie and and Nick was like, I, I just know this guy. This guy's like a fucking Ted Bundy or something. And I and I I thought it was interesting just because he was like what like five foot one and like a hundred and ten pounds. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're like, there's no way that he's 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 not a complete absolute psycho. I'm like, I don't think so, because I don't think everybody who, you know, gets gets their rocks off by, like, smacking people with a paddle or psychos. I think that may have been Nick's jealousy talking. Oh, 100%. Nick likes to pretend like he has... Like he's never been jealous in his life of anything, but like, like, I don't think it's true. I remember, I remember having to like explain to him, like, <laughs> like step by step, being like, "There's plenty of people who will do things to come, but when they're not thinking about that, they're totally fine and they're safe, and they totally won't like, you know." Uh, shank you on the subway or anything just because they want to and you're like I don't think that's I don't think that's how it goes I think he's totally 100% a psycho 
<laughs> Did you ever actually meet this guy? Just out of curiosity. No. But but Nick, you know when I but I think I probably would have been thinking the same thing if I put myself in that situation. Yeah. Which I try not to do. <laughs> but but good for you, good for you for saying I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah, maybe it's for me. Turns out it's not. Turns out it's not. Yeah, I, but at least you gave it a shot. You gave it now a shot. You know. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you're the hero of the story, and I salute you. <laughs> salute. 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 And also, okay. you have, like, a really incredible partner now, so you have that going for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't think our listeners know that, but if you haven't figured this I out... I think they've Oso- figured it out by now. Well, I don't know. We never actually said it explicitly, but Nick and Osa are a couple. Yep. Yeah, that is... It's that's true. Accurate. So, um, you know, that... Uh, sorry, ladies. That makes... And dudes. <laughs> that, that makes things a little bit more spicy... Or not, I don't know. Yeah, actually, I think it makes things spicier. Yeah, I mean, as far as I could tell, it's either going to be great or it's going to be Waco. One or the other. It's (laughs) going to be great-o. Great-o, yes. No, you... (laughs) All right. um, So, anyway, Ezra... Wait, where was I? Okay, so Ezra and Alex became friends and became secret romantic relationship lovers... Booty partners. Booty partners. Booty partners. <laughs> and um, uh, Jason found out, wasn't happy, and uh, Ezra broke up with both of them. Uh, broke up with Jason and Alex. Harsh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was just like, I'm done. She, I'm done know, dating the only two non-married people in this town. Yeah, yeah. She she was she was like. You know, I'm I'm gonna cut away. I got I got a reserve parachute, but the reserve parachute wasn't packed right. So now she's in trouble. Free fall. Yeah. So <laughs> so the, so the ground is coming. All right. Um. Anyway, so um, at this point, uh, she breaks up with both of them, and now, um, she says she she says that. She has been sexually assaulted by one of Jason's friends. And um, she goes to the police. The detectives interview her around March 1st, 2018. And she states that um, her and one of Jason's friends consumed alcohol. They blacked out and she was assaulted. Uh, The detective, however, finds a couple of things that don't seem to add up with the story she says uh she they found some text uh like suge- 400 texts they said in the thing they said that yeah they were like we found like 400 texts <laughs> okay all right <laughs> you heard from nick luna 400 texts <laughs> but like a, a bunch of like suggestive texts. yeah yeah um but here's the here, here's the kicker um uh Alex was also interviewed by the police, and Alex did not confirm Ezra's story. Alex says that Ezra told him that it was consensual, and she just regretted it. Right? Mm -hmm. We've all been there. (laughs) 
What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, I, I'm just saying regretting sex, consensual sex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Regretting we've sex. We've all regretted it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there regretting consensual okay. sex. I just I... want to make that clear. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. sure. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, I, sure. I've never, I never regretted it in front of a detective. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's always been like, and you know what? And I'm, there's plenty of, uh, I'm not going to say that. So anyway, um, so the sexual assault, uh, case was dropped ultimately. Yeah. It had no legs to stand on. Yeah. I mean, it just didn't, you know, it just didn't get a head of steam to keep it going by itself. So <laughs> the locomotive was low on coal. Yeah. The the <laughs> there was a it was a flintstone car that you had to like, you know, motor yourself with your own feet and But you didn't have any feet. You didn't have any feet. Exactly. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um so uh and Ezra was pretty upset at this point at Alex for not backing her up. And at this point, Ezra moves out of Eau Claire and uh, back home. And she desperately wants to win Jason back at this point. And Jason's like, mm, I'm suspect on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason's like, I'm cool. You're <laughs> a little bit nuts. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. We've all been there, though, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> yeah, we've all dated crazy people. We all dated crazy people. We also all, all been crazy people sometimes, right? Yeah. Only yeah, me. Yeah. I'd yeah. Say so. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've I've said this a couple times on this podcast, but when it comes to love, all bets are fucking off. It's the only thing that's a complete wild card. You could like look at someone who their entire life every move has been totally um planned out and something they thought about and when love comes into the picture it's the only thing that can make them act totally insane actively derail all their sense of love 100 percent. when it comes mm -hmm. to love mm -hmm. all all bets are off i want oh. that on a shirt i also want on a shirt uh when it comes to love no when it comes to sh shapes no, when it comes to love, uh, uh, when it comes to love and shapes, don't pick a triangle. Or no, hey, when it comes to love and shapes, don't pick shapes. Ah, oh, shit, that doesn't work I mean, like, Get your shit you have, together, man. Yeah, but, but then you'd you know have to saying, explain though, right? like do. A to B, not A to B to C to D. Yeah, when, when everybody, when anybody says love and shapes in the same sentence you're like someone's gonna get an ice pick through their face you know i like love triangle Wait, is there love any square. is there yeah. any like love is amazing merch is that a thing there is uh, uh, we got pins yeah we got pins and stickers. Yeah, we feel like there should be a shirt with a triangle and totally we should maybe, maybe, out later. maybe like a triangle with the like red exclusionary symbol over it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't do that. I like it. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> People might might misinterpret that. I mean, that mm. that would be great shirt. The other also great... that's a lot of like right angles. Yeah. The other shirt I want to make is when it comes to murder, location, location, location. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, right? It's like if you if you're going to murder someone, do it in Canada. If you're murdering someone in Florida or Texas, you fucked up. Okay. So, um But what about Wisconsin? Uh, it depends on like what type of murder it is. Well, well stay stay away from the lower 48. Stay away from the US in general. Go I to Canada. That, yeah, or like Alaska seems like, you know, you can make someone disappear up there pretty easily. Maybe, but still, it's like if you get I'm talking about specifically if you get like arrested for it and they try you based on what law they use, like you want to stay away from the US. I see. Like even like Hawaii? Even Hawaii, man. Yeah, even Hawaii. Um, but, like, if you're going to do it in the U.S., at least stay away from Florida, Texas, and California. Okay. Okay, so... Noted. Yeah. So, um, basically, she told Jason that... Okay, so she wanted to get Jason back. She kind of said, uh, you know, I was manipulated by all these men... Uh, but Jason had enough. This has been going on for eight, eight months, eight months, and he said, "Enough is enough." And Ezra was furious. Clearly, somebody said fire was in her eyes. Mm. I don't know what that looks like. Have you ever seen someone fire in their eyes? I, I think we're looking at it right now. Like <laughs> this is. I'm fire. trying to, trying to see without. I don't know. It's don't like know. it's like you're throwing mad shade. So like maybe like. I, I, I would imagine it's a crazy look. I don't know. No. Where you're like, yeah. Maybe well, her eyes were literally on fire. That would have been cool. I think yeah. I, th- I think they would have I think they would have that in- included that in the documentary we saw though. Um so uh, Be like, what do you mean you left out the part where her eyes were on fire? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a couple things. I mean, I, I I like 48 hours, I really do, but there was a couple things where they said one thing and they turned to something else and I'm like Whoa! <laughs> what? Uh, we're we're gonna get there, but um, so uh, we're at March twenty second, two thousand eighteen. Ezra surprises Jason, uh, her ex boyfriend, by turning up at Racy's coffee shop. Oh yeah, I just acted generally weird as fuck. Yeah, ever been surprised by an ex? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, compared to you, like, I've dated nothing but sane people. What about you? Oh, I've dated lots of crazies. Yeah. Ever been surprised Never, by an ex? I don't think ever anyone has ever, like, shown up at my house or anything, though. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. That's great. That's... that's <laughs> this that, is all good news. That's one thing to... Mark off on the yeah. list of things yeah. not to get you stabbed. Um, so, uh, apparently, uh, Alex shows up. Um, I mean, Ezra shows up. And they texted the night before. She told Jason that she came back to Eau Claire to show Alex. <laughs> Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Some of her writing. Um, oh, yeah, but her writing's pretty crazy. We're going to hear some of that later, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, you know, the prosecutors, however, believe that the real reason was to get Alex to admit that the affair was a, a mistake. But whatever the case, um, basically, they show up. It's, it's Alex, Jason, and Ezra. And um, Jason doesn't think that... 
she th Jason thinks that Ezra seems agitated, right? And uh, basically, Ezra leaves to go to Alex's house. And because Jason is like, you're acting super weird, he bikes over there. He follows her on his bike. On his fixed-geared bicycle. <laughs> I thought it was a city bike, personally. <laughs> All right. So, um... <laughs> I, I, you got it. I totally don't get that joke. But it's just because fixed geared bicycles are like a hipster thing. Yeah, and you know this guy's pretty hipstery. Yeah. Uh, wait one second. Uh, uh, and, here, you want to pause for a yeah, second? I mean, do you want to? I'm good. Oh, okay. Let's keep going. Okay. Just to let everyone know what happened, uh, Aaron's unopened white claw tipped over, and he had to reach under the couch to get it, and now he's opening it. Okay, now well, it's Well, very interesting. Thank you. I'm doing the play-by-play. -play. Why did you tell... Now people know I drink White Claw. Oh, I mean, like, uh, his Gatorade. Well, that fucking doesn't help right now. What's a, what's a cooler And I know you're not going to edit this later. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I used to be one of those guys, but now I don't care. It's it's good. It's seltzer. I like seltzer. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah. yeah. When I drink, I love White Claw. I yeah, drank yeah. so many White Claws on the beach yesterday. Nice. A little hungover. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Okay, so um, <laughs> Jason spots... Uh, so so basically Jason goes on his fixed bike <laughs> and uh, he ends up... <laughs> he ends up uh, going to uh, Alex's house, right? And he J comes in hot. Jason spots Ezra's car outside Alex's house and he starts pacing back and forth. Because he's nervous, I guess. And, and I, then Karen calls the police on him. Well, yeah. So so he starts pacing back and forth. I've been there myself. I've paced, paced back and forth a couple um, houses. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so when Jason goes inside, he can tell that Alex and Ezra are hiding something. So he finally goes inside and he could tell that like something is up. They're talking about something. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense to me. It's like, you know, it's like when pe people who aren't familiar, with, like, that can't act, act shittily when they have to act. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Uh, they don't have the chops. They don't have the chops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they're put on the spot. I'm a pretty shitty liar. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah I, th I think I am too. I don't so, know. So I remember I met Jimi Hendrix once. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you're lying about, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, so basically he walks in. Now it's, now it's a love triangle. And um, he suggests that they talk in a public place. Like that fucking coffee shop. Yeah. Or, or something, you know, maybe a... Maybe a maybe a back alley somewhere, you know, or possibly a, a open meadow, you know, or <laughs> yeah, or maybe like a, a a big ditch, an open grave of some sort. I don't know. <laughs> so the three of them go to leave, and just as they do, two police cruisers pull up. Yeah, because Karen called them up. Karen, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. you, you're just so excited about using Karen in, the, <laughs> in this podcast. It's like the fourth time you did it. But um, uh, her name, they don't give her a name. Maybe it's Karen, but someone <laughs> had spotted Jason pacing back and forth 
and called the cops. And you're right. If if someone who saw that and was like, I'm calling the cops now, is kind of like, you know, get the f- fuck out of their business. But in Eau Claire, <laughs> you could kind of argue that because it's a smaller town, it's more personable. What do you think? Sure. Sure. Wouldn't it be great if we had like... You know, phone lines where we could be like, uh, yeah. open oh, it up yeah, to, yeah. yeah. But I bet, I bet a, a lot of them would like, you know, we'll put them on, on, online and they'll be like, I'm going to fuck you in the, you know, just, just totally 100% prank us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, whoever, is, whoever is vetting the calls does like a terrible job. I mean, who's going to vet the calls? I mean, get- you're going to vet the calls, Nick. You're going to press a little button on your thing and it's going to, we'll be able to hear the caller. I mean, maybe in the future we could do a Facebook live thing and then maybe people can call in. Maybe, you know, but it would just be cool. It's like mm-hmm. s- someone tries to prank us, you know, and they're like, some blah, 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 big cocks, blah, blah, blah. And, and then we like stop them and we'd be like, what was your motivation for doing this because you're not disrupting our show whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love it. So, um, it was just, yeah, it's, it's like she was on the other foot there, buddy. <laughs> so, um, the dash cam footage of uh, the police, one of the police officers show Alex next to Ezra's car and Ezra is in the driver's seat. She's not visible, but you can see Alex talking to a cop and everything seems pretty copacetic you would hope yeah i mean from the cop's point of view like whoever made that call the two cops you know i bet this kind of like this day kind of haunts them a little bit you know like as a cop they could have stopped a murder and i'm not saying it's their fault at all right if if someone's not visibly breaking the law they have no grounds to put them in custody so it wasn't their fault but you know you got to be like i'm sure they were like holy shit like i could have done something yeah you know yeah and it truly does haunt them to this day well it haunts jason uh jason tells an officer that um uh, they talk. The officer t- talks to Jason. Jason says something didn't feel right, so I followed him in my city bike, and um, yeah. Uh, but you know, once again, the officer officer says um, there's nothing I could really do here. No one's violent. No one's being, um, you know, uh, violent. No one's being emotionally aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, the cops leave. Uh, Ezra and Alex then get into the car and before they leave Jason says something to them Uh, who knows what he said probably be like don't murder each other or something (laughs) along those lines Um, and a little bit more than three hours after that scene Ezra shows up at Don Sipley's house bloody and bruised saying um, something happened to me, and I can't remember what happened. Yeah, and Sipley is the uh, dairy farmer. The dairy farmer. The yeah. farmer of dairy, yes. Yes, the dairy master. Yeah, which, yeah, <laughs> I mean, which, um, you know, I, I totally don't know what that means anymore because I'm plant-based right now, so 
I, you know, I had to like look it up on Wikipedia. Like dairy, what? Yeah, why are eggs considered dairy? Yeah. Eggs are not considered dairy. But like it's in the food separate... pyramid, they are. Are they? Yeah. The the food, I don't know about that. The food pyramid was made by Nazis in like 1940. <laughs> like yeah, you can't go by the food pyramid. The Everyone's food pyramid been lying is some, to you. Some government bullshit. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, yeah, no, no. Dairy, dairy, and eggs are a separate thing. Like, yeah. You know, Kennedy was actually like a double Russian spy. He came over here from Moscow at the age of four. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> like, what does this have to do with dairy? Wait, yeah, but then I'm like double Russian spy. So like he was a spy for Russia, but then he was also like spying on Russia for the United States. Well, since or I made was this... he just doubling down on his spying efforts? Mm. He's like, I'm well, a turbo spy. I'm a robot. Well, good news. I was making this shit up, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys don't want to keep talking about it some more? I mean, I kind of do, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but then we'll never get this done. So, um, so basically, you know, three hours later, uh, you know, after Ezra and Alex leave, Ezra shows up at this guy's house and the cops are called. After the attack, Ezra is interviewed at the hospital and says she can't remember anything. Amnesia. Right? Afraid. Yeah. All she could recall is for whatever reason, she was afraid of Alex. That's all she could call. Recall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, at this point, is nowhere to be found. Uh, they went to his house. They called his cell. Nothing. This guy is a ghost. Vanished. Like a fart in the wind. Um, <laughs> don't you love that saying? Um, I've never heard I've it. Never heard you that. never heard that? I've never Fart heard in the it wind? Oh, God. Oh, that was in uh, Shawshank Redemption when when he finds uh, out that. Um, uh, out, um, fuck! Tim Robbins' name in the, the character. Sure. Don't say sure. That doesn't help. Well, yeah, Tim Robbins. Andy Dufresne. When Andy Dufresne, <laughs> when they find out Andy Dufresne left, he like, guy picked up like a fart in the r- wind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, anyway, so um, <laughs> it's it's a great saying. Um, so, uh, you know, they can't find Alex. Uh, the police head back to uh, Don Sipley's farm. And as they're heading back, they see a muddy road that is perpendicular to the road that they're on going to the farm. Mm. Um, and they saw muddy footprints coming from the top of the road leading to the main road that leads to uh, Don's farm, right? Mm-hmm. So investigators follow the fr- footprints. The footprints? Shut up. Um Investigators follow the footprints and they spot Ezra's car and in the back passenger seat uh, they see a body hanging out. Bum, bum, bum. And that body is the body of 24-year-old Alex Woodworth. Harsh. Yeah. So, they find Alex dead. He's laying across the back seat with his feet facing towards the passenger side. And he was stabbed 16 times. Oof. This is a lot of times to be stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've never yeah. even been stabbed once. Anybody been stabbed here? Mm, no. Not really. Mm-hmm. Sounds painful, though. Oh, 100%. It sure yeah. does. 
One time I stepped on a tack and it went all In the way. In your foot? Yeah, I st- like it went into my heel and it was like all the way in. Oh my god. Like it was like the top of it was like flat with my foot. Did you cry? Um, I didn't cry, but I was home alone at the time, so I just sat there for a second and I was like, I have to rip it out myself. I that's have to do that's it. the mm-hmm. scariest part. Yeah, that was the worst part of it was that I had to I had to take care of it. <laughs> yeah. What if you left it in there and it would like give you some sort of like super heel, like a metal heel mm, or something? I didn't think about that. Um, so we'll never know. I could tell you what would happen. She would die of staph infection. <laughs> she would definitely be dead. Like <laughs> That's the one thing that, like, look, I'm no doctor, but that's the, that's the one thing I know. It's like you can't leave shit that's not your body in your body, right? It's like wood, metal, anything, you got to get it out, and then you got to clean it. Because, like, you know, I think during the Civil War, it's it wasn't like the, the bullet. It was the infection afterwards that killed everyone. Because mm. your body's like, nope. Nope, we don't yeah. want this in here. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, piece of metal. You if know, I hadn't have done it, I would have had to have my foot amputated probably. 100%. Yeah. I think in um so anyway, the point of that was that's the closest thing that ha- I've been that's happened to me that's a, a violent stabbing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you win. You win. Yeah, I yeah, I haven't had anything like only that. violent stabbing I have um experienced and uh it, it was self-inflicted really because i spilled all this shit on my floor and i was too lazy to clean it up and then i stepped stepped on attack so it was intentional it no. was not intentional Nick, have you been listening to the story <laughs> <laughs> of course it was you never listened to me <laughs> but i mean you know i'm glad everything turned out okay yeah i am yeah, um, fully functional foot <laughs> and i at some point in history people would take arrows and they would stick them in poop and then <laughs> and then shoot other people because once once the poop goes inside you 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 die more you're more likely to die from the poop from the poop infection yeah um that was hilarious to me because i'm five so (laughs) i mean it's true man it's true like biological warfare that shit's been going on forever um uh comanches they used to do it Uh, amazing so um delicious so he stabbed 16 (laughs) times and uh you know to the people that found the body it looked very violent and personal i mean i i it'd be tough to find the someone stabbed 16 t- times where you weren't like that's not super violent but anyway <laughs> or personal or like, personal stabbing yeah. seems a little impersonal yeah it, it, it almost seems like he was like talking to someone long distance you know like like one of those um can you hear me now can you hear me now guys yeah <laughs> Uh, so the detective, so basically, dete- uh, at first, you know, um, Ezra says, I don't remember anything. Then they find the body. Then the detective returns to the hospital to speak to Ezra. And they basically said, we found the crime scene. We found Alex uh, Woodworth. And Ezra's memory all of a sudden returns. Like magic. Like magic, yes. (laughs) And basically her story is, Alex found a knife knife in the car 
and started carving boy and stretched it into her left arm. Mm. Not very well, I might add. Yeah, 100%. I, I don't know. It didn't look so bad as far as like carving shit into your flesh. Um, but um, <laughs> the handwriting was subpar. Yeah. But apparently, I, <laughs> Nick wants it to be like calligraphy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't don't be too harsh on him. You know, he it was heat of the moment. You know, um, but apparently, um, uh, Ezra questioned her gender during high school, and Alex picked up on this. So, you know, according to her, he just got nuts and started carving boy into her arm. Um. Ezra says that at this point, Alex was in the driver's seat, which meant Alex, who was right-handed, would have had to carve the word boy backwards so Ezra could see it. And this didn't make a lot of sense to the detectives, right? And you guys would be able to, like, understand this a little bit better because you have tattoos. Like, there's backwards tattoos and forwards tattoos where like the person getting the tattoo could read it or you do it so other people could read it right uh yes that's right. correct yes so the way he did it if it if we we're going to do like if we're going to say this is a tattoo he did it in a way where she could read it which meant he would have to do it backwards mm. so that's what it didn't they didn't understand and made it a little bit suspicious, but I mean, I I'll be the first to. Oh, well, I'm not the first to say this, but I I could 100% carve boy backwards into someone's arm. Yeah, of yeah. all the things that you could write backwards, that seems like a pretty easy one. But I will say this. Um, from what I saw, the the boy carving, it would be hard to make it look like that if it was an unwilling participant. Ah, mm. that yeah, is yeah. A valid if there was point. a struggle, yeah, it looked it looked pretty good. I mean, she would have had to stay perfectly still. There, w- there was no like um, practice marks. There was no like, you know, things around it. It was just yeah. All it was boom, just yeah. the word boy, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the Y was all janky. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, the detectives uh, say. Hey, that kind of sounds like bullshit. And <laughs> she, bullshit. And, and she admits that she carved boy in, into her arm herself. Mm. Ah, yeah. So right. she lied. So she lied. She's a big liar. Um. So yeah, and that's that's not the end of the fibs. Uh, <laughs> she then says, uh, "The two moved to the back seat, and that's where Alex started attacking her." And cutting her pants open, right? When she was found, she had a bunch of shit torn apart. Uh, Ezra says that she she then grab, grabbed the knife by the blade, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. wrestled it away from Alex, and then basically started blindly stabbing him anywhere. All over the place. All over the place, Like yeah. 16 times. A bunch of times, like almost 16. In fact, exactly 16. Um, the detective looked at uh, Ezra's hands though remember that she said that she grabbed the blade but yeah and it was like a serrated heavy crazy blade yes Um, but the 
wound on her hand looked like basically a very superficial cut. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. not yeah. not very yeah. deep. <laughs> we're like, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, a little scratch. For whatever reason, I thought you were going to be like. Adds, but then you're like, yeah, no, I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, based on the evidence, the detective is like, you're lying. And uh, <laughs> the <laughs> and the police, um, the police then analyze the crime scene. And um, uh, basically, Ezra says that she started stabbing Alex uh, in the back seat. But however, the blood evidence showed that more than likely he she started stabbing him outside the car ah uh, yes 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 by the time he got inside the car in the back seat he would have been nearly dead the other thing is alex had no defensive wounds mm. oh yeah mm. yeah because the first place that shorty knifed him was back of the head back of the dome yeah which um seems as a uh, kind of a weird place for a self-defense wound. I would say. Yeah, 100%. Unless it's like a premeditated self-defense wound. The only thing that's like tripping me up here is that she was a very small lady. Like in, in, in her testimony, she was, they ask her how much she weighs. She says she weighs like 110 pounds. Yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of strange. Just, uh, yeah, no. That, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I th- there's definitely I'm there's a bunch of 110 pound ladies. I'm sure that could murder me and Nick. Well, <laughs> I'm just thinking though, like in a struggle, like with a 110 pound person versus a man, a fully grown man, like. Well, yeah, but, you know, if you get them by surprise. But, I mean, like, nowadays, since we're, like, yeah, in, the, we're in the apocalypse, I'm more scared of, like, groups of children than <laughs> I am of adults. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, there were some groups of children wiling out. Yeah, like, right breaking the block into the, other the school, and they, like, broke into the school bus, and they were breaking There was glass everywhere from that school bus. Everywhere. But... I mean, they were just harmless hooligans. Yeah, man, fuck kids. You know, it's it's like <laughs> it's straight up Lord of the Flies out there. It really mm. is. They're yeah. not going to school. Yeah, was, no, no, it's scary shit. It is. So, but also some Karen called the cops on them too. Yeah, well, Karens always be calling the cops. Well, that's less of um, a Karen situation and a more like we should probably call the police. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I don't think she's so much of a Karen. Like, if I saw some dude, okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call the police, but if I lived in Egg Claire, maybe, but if I saw some dude, like, just (laughs) walking back and forth. He's going to say it different every time. If I I saw some dude walking back and forth in in front of, like, a house, I knew, like, a 110 girl lived, I would have been like, oh, wait, it was Alex's house. I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) But anyway, so um, basically the police were like, we think you're full of shit. And um, they believe that basically what happened was she stabbed Alex from behind totally by surprise, which makes more sense with the physical evidence that they collected. Um, So two weeks after Alex is found, 
uh, dead in Ezra's car. Ezra is arrested and charged with first-degree intentional homicide. Murder. Yep. So 18 months later, uh, Ezra's murder trial begins. Oh, yeah, and this is where it gets real dumb. Yeah, it gets nutty. Um, (laughs) First off, uh, Jason is a witness for the prosecution, which... I love, by the way. I'm like, you go, Jason. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm not going to fuck fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so Jason is the witness to the prosecution. Apparently, uh, when Jason was testifying, Ezra did some like femme fatale shit. Yeah. Like, like, mm-hmm. like she was. Oh, in, yeah. Like she was in motherfucking Chinatown. You know, <laughs> it's my sister. It's my daughter. It's my sister. Oh, right. yeah. But anyway, um. <laughs> Apparently she was like wearing like a green vest that Jason gave him and she like takes off her shirt to show the green vest and Jason in like 48 hours was like, I don't know what she was trying to do, but it didn't work. (laughs) Yeah, And definitely like when he walks into the courtroom and like sits down, like she's like, she like, it's creepy. She like smiles and stuff and you can tell that she's like all like smitten by it. Yeah, like they're on a motherfucking Tinder date. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. Like Like a really good Like a really good Tinder date. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, (laughs) basically Jason, Jason... uh, you know, is like, homie, don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and uh, this is where everything really falls apart. The defense calls Ezra to testify on her own behalf. Fucking brilliant. And <laughs> as as you know, if if you know anything about true crime or the law or common sense, you never do that un- unless there's nothing like the only reason you testify on your own behalf is because you painted yourself into a, a corner painted yourself into a corner yeah i mean yeah that works uh, I, uh, that med- I thought i had something better than that all right anyway <laughs> you're just full of all kinds of metaphors uh, well today. yeah it's 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 my thing i try <laughs> sometimes yeah, you got yeah. the metaphors yeah oh the metaphors yeah <laughs> Um, so, uh, the defense calls Ezra, and once again, Ezra did not do well on the stand. First off, she totally testified like she was, like, on a, you know... Beauty pageant. Exactly. She yeah. was she was smiling, she was, like, giggling to herself, you know? Yeah, she was, I thought she was, um, very well-spoken, but, um, kind of lacked emotion in some weird spots and showed emotion in some other spots like she was talking about quite the right emotions she's yeah like she cries at this one point where she she's talking about wanting to still be friends with her ex and everything but then is completely emotionless when she's talking about um you like stabbing him (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, so i thought that was strange yeah, that's, I mean, and that's number one, like, her defense attorney did not coach her well whatsoever. You know, she, she was up there, like, smiling like she was an anime character, like Sailor <laughs> Moon, like, testifying about, like, murdering her boyfriend, you know? <laughs> I stabbed her 16 times, it happens, you know? Um, so anyway, you know, lack of remorse, the jury pretty much saw that. And, um, 
she described how she met Alex and uh, basically what happened this is kind of interesting when they met um, she Alex was writing something and she comes over and she goes what are you writing about and he says cannibalism but in like a philosophical sense about way like the new lovers consume one another which sounds like something of someone a deep, a deep, a deep thinker. thinker would think about yeah you know it, it would have been like a little bit more weird if he was like talking about like what's the most nutritious part of like the body is it like the calf or like the bicep like that would have yeah. been more of a <laughs> or, i should get out of here yeah or yeah. like if you eat somebody do you get their soul and their ego and their power yeah exactly that's um <laughs> only if you eat their brain it was um or their heart yeah. or their heart mm. yeah you you eat their heart and you and you get like superhuman strength that's what um you ever see um uh Lord of War with Nicolas Cage? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 like the, the guy, the the uh, war um dictator, warlord, yeah. warlord. Yeah, yeah. Like his son apparently was a cannibal. They say that in the movie, but those characters were based off real people who like apparently ate people's hearts. Yikes! I wonder if it's true. You know, wouldn't that be? I, I interesting? would say most likely it's true. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much weird shit going on. It's like, why not believe that? Yeah, I mean, the like craziest <laughs> shit is true. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know, so why? I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll yeah. accept it. You know, don't worry. Sometimes the craziest shit is true. I would never eat someone's heart unless they were already dead well, and I didn't kill them. The, the truth them. is always stranger than fiction. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Not always. I'm just thinking about like conspiracy theories and stuff. You're okay. like, you get some weird shit okay, going yeah, on okay. there, and you're uh, like, no, it's real life's not that interesting. Or is it? Well, or I mean, is it? <laughs> it isn't. It, it isn't. Like, there's an exception to every rule, you know. So there's like crazy shit people make up, but every now and then you you come across something where you're like, there's no fucking way that's real, and then it is. <laughs> and then it is. Like you know. Whatever. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Good story. Like like, like the Franklin Expedition. You know, check out the Terror AMC. It's it's crazy. That's about cannibalism. And scurvy. Mm. You never want to get scurvy. Eat your vitamin C. Okay. Noted. It's like really bad. It's like worse than like the flu or COVID-19. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I, I said it. Scurvy is worse than COVID-19. <laughs> I don't care. I, come after me. You know, I'm not changing my opinion on that. You heard it here first. I heard it here first. <laughs> Look, all we're saying is, like, wear a mask and maybe eat an orange sometimes. Or, like, your caretaker's heart. Or- you, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um... Shit, I, um... Okay, his demeanor was very relaxed. Okay, all right. Okay, so, um... Yeah, so about cannibalism. Cannibalism is nuts. Um, you know what? I would totally eat someone if I had to. Anyway, so <laughs> wouldn't you though? Like yeah. I, there's, I have no like moral or religious like, like I wouldn't like think like I'm breaking Jesus's heart. You know. What if you had yeah. to eat Jesus? I mean, if it's a matter of well, life well, or don't death, don't we do you'll... that every Sunday? Don't we drink his blood and eat his flesh? I, I know. Yeah. yeah, you know the wafer, yeah. the 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 fucking chalice. The wine. Yeah, so he's cool with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's a matter of life or death, yeah, sure. 
right, yeah. so if you're dying, eat Jesus. Tell you what, man, if we're ever in the Arctic and, you know, um, we can't find game and, uh, you know, and I die of scurvy, you guys can eat me. Great. How, how good would that meat be, though? It'd be all scurvy E. Oh, it's interesting. All right, so scurvy is vitamin C deficiency. And even if the meat doesn't taste great, I th- I think you still get some vitamin C in you, even if it's not, like, great meat. How much vitamin C is in meat? Like, none, right? No. Uh, all I know, like, look, <laughs> I'm no doctor, but all I know is this. Scurvy is a lack of vitamin C. Yes. Mm-hmm. And meat make scur- fr- fresh meat makes scurvy go away ah. so i think what you're saying is if whatever meat you're eating came from something that ate vitamin c the meat will have vitamin c in it sure yeah yeah <laughs> okay yeah. all i'm yeah you don't want scurvy is what i'm saying <laughs> your fucking teeth fall out your scars open back up it's crazy uh, speaking of starving to death, did you know that if you're starving to death, you can boil and eat your Crocs? The the shoe? The shoe. I didn't know that, but I know that you can, like, there's been people who ate their leather boots. Yeah, like Werner mm. uh, Herzog. I think you can also eat your hair. Yeah. If no, you say so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know you made a bet with uh, Errol Morris that if you ever finish this film, uh, Gates of Heaven, maybe, is the title that he would boil and eat Heaven's his own Gate? shoe. No, it's called uh, Gates of Paradise. I, I don't know. Anyway, it's Errol Morris's first Oh, movie. I mean, yeah. And then Werner Herzog did a big thing where like, he brought all these people into a theater and like, he ate like his bunch boot, of boots, yeah. and and he was like, "I'm not going to eat the sole because the sole of the shoe is like the skeleton." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, there was a guy named um John Fra- uh John Franklin, Sir John Franklin, um, who uh ended up uh sending out this expedition, almost starving to death. Um, ended up eating his boots, and when he got back, that was his nickname, like the man who ate his boots. And people like, and that was like a badge of honor for him. You know, it's like you would think, like, oh, you almost starved to death. Maybe you're not great at leading expeditions. <laughs> you know, but nobody, nobody put two and two together. He's like, this guy fucking ate his boots. He fucking ate his boots. You fucking boot eater. Let's send him to the Arctic again. I'm sure everything will be fine. <laughs> you know? Um, so anyway, Ezra... So Ezra and Alex are talking about, like, becoming lovers. So um, they become sexual partners. And at first their sex life is kind of vanilla, but eventually they start associate, associating um, their sex with bondage and sadomasochism BDMS and BM BDMS BDMS BDSM BDMS BDSM okay damn okay so um so she kind of you know encouraged him she's like you know let your freak flag fly and basically what uh, according to her is he took out a knife and started like cutting her clothes and stuff like that which is a little bit out there a little freaky yeah 
I mean, I don't know. I have no um, experience with BDSM. I don't think there's usually knives involved. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, there's so many different things that you can do once it's you a, fall it's into that genre. It's an all-encompassing type of thing. Like it's. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, there's it's a lot a very of different. Broad term yeah. Okay. For like okay. A lot of different stuff. Yeah. Including knives. Kni- yeah, knife, knives. Knife and, play. Yeah. Knife I know there's play like and blood play. Blood play. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's like electricity play. Yeah, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Yeah, those, I'm a vampire. Yeah, what's those Nicholas vampire Cage, rings? Yeah, those were crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway, so many ways, so many different ways to come. So um, <laughs> that's crazy. So uh, the prosecution disputes that Alex had anything to do with BDSM, but how do they know? Um, so uh, the day of, Ezra says her. And Alex, okay, so the day of the murder, uh, basically Ezra says that her and Alex were just driving aimlessly. Uh, Her goal was to just talk to Alex and still be friends with him after this whole thing got settled with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they got their car stuck in a muddy road. And then she starts talking about the attack. According to her, Alex straddled her in the back seat and started cutting away her clothing right and these cutting away her clothing also grazed her skin so that's why she has a bunch of weird cuts you know mm-hmm. and uh, basically Ezra was scared that she was going to kill him uh, so this is kind of where the story changes remember that Ezra first said that uh, she grabbed the knife by the blade and wrestled it out but now in court, she basically says she need him in the groin. He dropped the knife. She grabbed the knife and started stabbing him blindly the first time in the back of the head. So if you're listening to this with a friend, have that friend straddle you. Now take something, not something that will kill him, but something more blunt, like a butter knife, and try to just stab him in the back of the head. But you can't do it. Right? Uh, what, if, <laughs> what if there's a struggle? What if he's writhing around trying to get away from the stabs and he turns over or something? Okay, fair enough. But anyway, it's... Hey, it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> You still, you, I bet you still had a bunch of fun, huh? Like, like practicing stabbing someone in your back. Okay, anyway. Yeah. And so, we want to see videos in the comments section. Exactly. <laughs> we want to see comments in the comments section. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just anybody, if, if, please. If, if you listen to this once, just please. It would yeah, be great it, to know. It's like we're on an island. If we could still, if we should still keep doing this. Um, so after a struggle, they somehow end up on the outside of the car and uh, by this time Alex has injuries all over his uh, neck head uh, his groin bunch of places so um, even with these injuries Ezra says he still grabbed onto her and at this point she stabbed him in the side right so Apparently, he was basically bleeding to death, but he was still 
uh, lunging going and on like, with the. I'm gonna murder you. Exactly. Uh, Ezra says that she can't remember what happened after that. Um, from the murder to from the murder of Alex to showing up to Don Sipley's house. Uh, but the prosecution claims that she spent the next few hours basically rearranging the crime scene, right? To make yeah, it yeah, look it, like it, Alex attacked her. Yeah, it kind of rearranged to her benefit. And that's when she started cutting her clothes and started, like, you know, uh, cutting boy in her arm and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, Ezra testifies after killing Alex, uh, everything basically went black and she can't remember anything. Um, the prosecution summarizes that Ezra uh, drove Alex to a remote, muddy road to kill him with a knife. Okay, remember when I said that, like, 48 hours said some shit and then never went back to it? Yeah. Well, this is one of those things. So, um, and I remember watching it twice just to make sure that, like, I didn't mishear it. So, prosecution summarizes Ezra drove Alex to a remote muddy road to kill him with a knife she took from her father's house. Yeah, I remember hearing that too. They never once talked about her father and then all of a sudden... And the, the abuse that he did to her. And they're just going to throw that in, in there. So <laughs> I was very much like, okay. Yeah. You know, it was one of those parts where I was like, I made like a mental note, like, let's do some like independent research. Um, <laughs> How'd that go? Uh, you know, and then like Perry Mason came on. Oh, is that any good? Yeah, it's good. Okay. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. good. Very um, uh, neo noir, uh, Chinatown, LA Confidential type stuff. Cool. But anyway, the point is, I suck at research. So, uh, prosecution claims that Alex ended up in the back seat uh, to try to get away from Ezra. Right. So he was like, "This girl's gonna kill me. I need to get away from her." Uh, so that's how we ended up hanging out the back seat, um, you know, half out, half with her, his feet towards the passenger side. Mm -hmm. Um, and then what happened, once again, this is the prosecution's, um, what do you call it? Story, uh, um, tale. Tale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, su summarization. Anyway, uh, basically... The prosecution thinks that Ezra wanted to drag uh, Alex out of the car so she could take the car, but failed to do so. So basically, she just she's one ten, yeah, girl. So she basically just like, um, you know, dragged him out halfway and then rearranged it so it looked like he ended up stabbing her a bunch of times. This also just seems strange to me, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if she can fucking kill him, then and she, she can, can get drag a, him out of the car. She can and she can get him halfway out of the car. We can't she just pull his leg and get him all the way out. 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, plus when you when when you're like in the middle of like a fight to the death, like your adrenaline gets to the point where you could do like amazing feats. Yeah. 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 You have super strength. Yeah, mm -hmm. like lift up a car if your baby's underneath it. Exactly, and then like lift up the baby to get it out from exactly. underneath the yeah. car. Mm -hmm. Imagine mm -hmm. like a mother who couldn't lift the car to get her baby out, and then like later on was like, I just didn't love him that much. <laughs> you like, it, it's hard being a mother, you know? Yeah. I wasn't ready. See, he was kind of a fucking dick. 
you know, kept on spitting <laughs> up his food. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, a real weight off my shoulders. Yeah, I, I was, I was like, yeah, I didn't do anything illegal, but in my mind there was like, this is a way out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Alex, uh, Alex was found with a scarf around his neck, uh, apparently trying to stop the bleeding. That's sad. Um, and, uh, you know, not one of Alex's wounds w- was actually fatal itself. Would medical intervention, um, the prosecution and the police think that Alex could still be alive today? So this is where Ezra's acts... Mm-hmm. get really sinister, right? Mm-hmm. Um, prosecution then says that Ezra took Al- Alex's phone, his only way of communicating with the outside world, and basically smashed it to pieces. But not before calling the police, right? Or did she call the police? No, at no, the, dairy the, the police weren't called until she got to Don Sipley's house. Oh, uh, I got you, I got So you. she never actually called the police from that phone. Uh, what Ezra says is that she took the phone to call the police, but then she accidentally broke it somehow. Yeah, she, like, mm. tripped and fell. Yeah, which is... I, that's Sketch. Bullshit. Like, I dropped a lot of phones. And Have they you? never just, like... and It, yeah, it was totally. really smashed up, it was, yeah, it And it's like, if you smashy, just drop smashy. your phone, even if it doesn't have a case on it, mm. it's not going to be that fucked up. Yeah, yeah, and you're, like, outside. It's not, like, concrete. They're, like, in the mud. In the mud, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... That was something I remember being like, bullshit. I call bullshit. Yeah. Um. So, um. okay, where am I? Ezra There's sa- definitely like a lot of holes in the story, but that looks pretty bad for her. That looks really bad. Well, the, the worst part is the stab in the back of the head. Yeah. Here's the thing yeah. about murdering someone. Um, if you murder someone, you're testimony to the cops prior to your trial and your testimony at trial if they don't match up perfectly you're going down yeah that's pretty sketchy yeah but also in in her defense i'm not saying that she didn't do it i'm just saying there are some holes here yeah and well it's making me feel a little weird but um where is i going with this i don't remember um, oh, just the holes in her story, like the the inconsistencies in her story. I mean, that could be chalked up to like the whole like memory thing. Like, I believe that she could not remember things correctly. Like, then like that's a traumatic experience, and that's gonna fuck with your memory. So that shit happens all the time. Um, and they had a they actually had a a, a guy from Harvard, a psychologist from Harvard. Uh, exactly say say exactly that you know it's like you can black out people do have holes in their memories and it comes back later that's yeah totally plausible but it's when you tell one story if if all she said was i don't remember the entire time mm-hmm. and then she came up with the story at trial that would have been okay but what she, what happened was she came up with one story with the police and another story at trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um. Well, but she was convicted. Yeah. So okay. So Ezra, however, cannot. Ex- okay. Wow. What? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Ezra says, uh, "Okay. So so she she, the phone is broken. She says she fell on it or whatever. They say she smashed it. 
Um, Ezra says that she didn't have a foot. Okay, I said that already. Uh, okay. Ezra, however, cannot explain why she scratched Boy into her arm mm-hmm. or why she told the police that Alex did it. Uh, the defense had a psychologist testify that stress can create a, a lapse in memory, right? Which is what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, however, it doesn't explain why you remember one thing and then you remember something else totally differently. Uh, despite the evidence the defense claims was uh, self-defense, uh, despite the evidence the defense claims self-defense, but the prosecution says... No way, Jose. She is a manipulator, and they actually point to her Instagram page. By the way, if you kill someone, get rid of your social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her Instagram page on it said, I'm a fox, a tricky one. It's like, oh, you fucked up. You know, yeah, get out of there. Whether that's related or not, it doesn't look good. 100%. So nearly two years after Alex's death, the jury, jury deliberates for about three hours and they find Ezra guilty of first degree murder. That's a very short time. Yeah, what three 100%. hours? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, let's get out of here. It's either super good or super <laughs> bad. Um,. At Ezra's sentencing hearing, she does express remorse and apologizes to Alex's family. But once again, she does it in the way where, you know, I'm sorry it happened. I don't know how it happened, but it's a bummer that your son got killed. Yeah, and the judge kind of calls bullshit on it. 100%. (laughs) Uh, She was sent into life in prison. She has to serve at least 50 years before she's eligible for parole. So once again, that's basically a um, life sentence for anybody that cares. Um, Her Instagram is still up and she has like this kind of weird thing on there where she like has a whole like three page document where she like kind of states out her case. Do you want to read this? Yeah. All right. And I'll make like some spooky music to go behind (laughs) it. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Uh, who is Ezra J. McCandless? I am related to the autumn richness in the sense of continued generosity, as if a gigantic tree which falls to the ground and begins to rot, growing mushrooms all over, enriched by the weeds growing around it, a sense of depth, real earthiness rather than texture. I am yellow, connected with the sun's rays. I am opened open to all with the quality of mid-morning. I was the child who believed in fairies, peeking delicately inside each (laughs) bloom to find them. A wide-eyed child drawn to create, as did the first humans to approach their cave walls to scratch and paint, lured to record our impressions of life with each project. I have been deeply concerned with the social orders from which art springs, which the processes of creating art and with open or hidden assumptions that inform art as with the art products themselves. Mm. I have been the sculptor, painter, printmaker, photographer, and illustrator. Each creation a reflection, a part of myself. Gotta scroll, gotta scroll, how do I scroll? (laughs) Through the photos I show you, how I view the world around me. 
I come from a large blended family that is not based merely on blood shared, but based on the love, passion, and faith. I value family and the ones I love most of all. I am my mother's and father's strength and determination. I am my grandparents' wisdom and each generation's love. Growing up with a nervy, craving mind, <laughs> my, my spirit has been lit by the words of my favorite authors, Henry David Thoreau, Marcus... I don't know how to say his last name. Marcus... Are you Liss? This guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Mary Realis. Wollstonecraft. Anyway, May Moore. Dean, Dean Koontz, There's a. Michael Crichton. <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> There's a list there. I have a passion for what I believe in no matter the devastation. I will raise my head to face the storm. I am what I love and keep me awake at night. I am my love and deepest emotions. I love deeply. I feel greatly, even to my own detriment. I have always been affected by everything and everyone around me. I value the life of each and every being as if it were my own. I have a fault to forgive even those who have hurt me beyond repair. I am Ezra J. McCandless and I am a survivor. Holy shit, that was long. <laughs> Wait, that's it? I think so. Well, Oh, jeez, it keeps going. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dang. The media. <laughs> <laughs> it was now it gets good. <laughs> it was allowed to have invasive coverage by a prejudicial media outlet the entire trial. If you breathe, it will be used against you. If you cry too hard or too much, she is a fake. If you don't cry enough, she is heartless. If you smile, she is not taking this seriously. If you keep your face calm, she is unfeeling. Daily, smile, but not too much. It's okay to cry, but not too much. Don't react, but make sure that you show who you are. The amount of misconceptions is insurmountable. One of the many is that since March 2018, I have been out on bail awaiting trial, when the fact is I have been incarcerated the entire waiting period, not in the comfort of home. My smiles and laughs put, dark, put in dark context. Who would not smile after finally face to face with my family after so long? Would you not find relief in the moments of levity as you await your fate? The media has a job to shock, delight, and capitalize on tragedy. The media can theorize what they feel is the truth. The media uses small, quote-unquote, details to make great leaps and bounds, conjure parallels between cases that have that the facts and situations are far from familiar. The media has a demographic to pander to. A very important question to ask as you review prejudicial media is context, not speculation, but the truth. Court, rather than love. <laughs> There's so much more. I feel like we should be passing this around. Court, rather than love, than money, than fame, give me truth. I sat at a table where rich food and wine in abundance, um, but sincerity were not. Anyway, and I went away hungry from the inhospitable board. The hospitality 
was as cold as the ices. That's a quote from Henry David Thoreau. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In the end, this case was not decided on facts, logic, or law. It was decided on retribution, shock, emotion, and prejudice. What was attacked? Sexuality, gender, intelligence, and credibility. An Instagram bio made years ago from a children's fable. We never hid from the facts or the law as it corroborates the truth. The truth we stand in unflinchingly. We did not yell or manipulate. When you have the truth, you do not need to manifest a story. 15 days attacked, re-traumatized, re-experiencing traumatic details. How dare you be a young woman with more than one sexual partner? How dare you be LGBTQ? How dare you have a choice when it comes to your body? Each thing used as a as a seed then planted in the mind of the jury, painted as sex painted as a sex fiend and a liar every step of the way. We have to keep composure as your art photo is shown and used as an example for well, if she's in that position once why would she say no to it again? I ask you, does a photo of or previous sexual or non-sexual act make all future consent irrelevant? In an valid point, <laughs> in an unlawful interference with your body, should you be expected to lay it, lay there and take it? Do we? What do we teach our youth? Do we? Tell them if someone starts to hurt you physically and you are in fear of your life, make sure that that person hurts you enough and then you can fight back, but be in control while fighting back. Who draws the line in the moments when you are in fear of your life? There is no referee or coach. No one can tell you how your mind and body in that moment will react. This is not common sense. This is life or death. Still, still going, guys. Oh my god, really? Okay, okay. Oh, I'm getting I'm close, a, getting I'm close. close yeah. Everything has changed. Everything had changed suddenly. The tone, the moral climate. You didn't know what to think, whom to listen to. As if all of your life you had been led by the hand like a small child, and suddenly you were on your own. There was no, there was no one around, neither family nor whose judgment you respected. That is a quote from Boris Pasternak. Um, Boris. (laughs) Oh, yeah, my man Boris. Good friend Boris. I did not have to raise my hand to speak. I made a choice to speak, to tell the truth of what has happened to me. I survived. What is next? There have been joys too great to be described in words, and there have been griefs upon which I have not dared to dwell. And with this I say, climb if you will, but remember that courage and strength are not without prudence and that a momentary negligence may destroy the happiness of a lifetime do nothing in haste look well to each step and from the beginning think of what may be the end that is a quote from edward whimper what i face now is a mandatory life sentence the journey i will now take is the necessary steps to be reheard in a higher court our goal is this ultimately resulting in a second chance at life and freedom itself The battle for justice has only begun. We stand unflinchingly in the truth. We never set rest on what we believe in, justice in the face of adversity. We will be the unrelenting voice of change in the face of prejudice, misunderstanding, and injustice. Support a voice of change. Be a voice of change. 
Wow, that was so concise and to the point. Yeah, which is going to make it really hard for her to plead insanity, <laughs> which I think she's doing. Mm, see, I kind of, I, I kind of believe that she could have like. Then that's what brought all of this on. Was like maybe a, um, you know, you know, kill the patriarchy. Tem- temporary, no. <laughs> temporary insanity. Yeah, no, she she, she could have had a, um, you know mental illness episode yeah and 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 that totally could have worked until she fucking wrote this and then put it on her instagram because like it like once again like the prosecution is going to take this and they're just going to like use it against her right you can't be cognizant of like your own insanity if you want to use that as a defense yeah 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 so i mean you can be in life but like to use it as a defense in court, it might yeah. not go so well. I mean, as far as like legality goes, like this was a huge blunder. But um, it was it was a great like OK Cupid bio. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so uh, Osa, Aaron Black, you think we hit it? Totally. Yeah, I think we like smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, quarantine time. Any plugs? No. No. Um, wait, wait, wait! I have a question. When did when did the when did when was she convicted? Uh, that was uh, 2018, I th- 19, eighteen or nineteen. Um, okay, I'm just curious. I want to hear updates on this. Let me, let me, so, okay. so you have forty eight years until you know you can meet up with your boo. Ezra, yeah. Let, let me let me see right now. Ezra McCandless. Yeah, I think um. Wait, I think I wrote it down. Where did, I, where did I write it down? No, that's not it. Pressure's on. I know. Ooh. Let's see. I wrote so much shit. 18 months later, her trial begins. 19? 18, 19? Sometime oh. fairly recently, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's it's very very recently. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, well, I feel like we should bounce. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Well, Nick's like so over this right now. Yeah, I am, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like I feel like it's it's bringing up like flashbacks in your mind of people you dated. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Catch us, uh, you know, next week, man. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah peace. All right. Bye. Love is amazing. Oh, but it's also bullshit. And it might also get you murdered.